So there's quite a few themes, actually, I'm going to pick up with what David has said. So I thought I'd reflect on Northwest London and sort of then make some learnings that I'm taking into the role in, in NHS England. So in Northwest London, I went there as the chief executive about, it's about three and a half years ago. Uh, I was there for three years. And I was struck by what Chris said in the sense of the amount of attempts there been at service change. And certainly, I'd only been there 24 hours. And at least three colleagues in London's NHS rang me up to regale me with all the different change programmes there had been in northwest London that hadn't come to fruition and indeed what happened to the people who'd tried to lead them. So that was <laughs> that was very motivational. So um, so wh where did we start? So I think we didn't start, so this is to your point, David, we didn't start with we need to sort out some structural changes in northwest London. We started with what is the clinical case here? And it was very clear to me early on, because we were in the, the, the stage where the new Secretary of State, Andrew Lansley, was starting to set out his plans, etc. We knew clinical commissioning groups were going to be a reality. And we took a decision very early on to move the power from and decision-making from PCTs to clinical commissioning groups very early. So we did that within the first year. So we were shadow running in, in Northwest London for two years with full delegation to those CCGs. And I think I'm right in saying that what we ended up doing, and I think I need to caveat that by saying we haven't done it. Um, people often say, oh, you've gone out to consultation, you've made a decision. That's what we've done. We, there was a decision made but actually the IRP is there this week and next week. And it's testament, actually, that it's the HCCG chairs that are talking to the IRP. I'm not there. They are. So I think I'm right in saying it's the biggest acute and community reconfiguration that's ever been attempted in England. I don't know that for a fact, but I, th I think that's correct. And there have been lots of regional or national ones, but they're often single specialty. And of course, what's distinct in Northwest London, it covers all acute specialties. And that has been the pattern across London. And I'd observe it's also been the pattern in other conurbations like Manchester, Birmingham. And I think that will continue uh, as we as we go forward. And so the points that Chris makes in terms of you need a strategic approach to commissioning in that environment seem to be right. I think I ought to also say that we didn't set out to do something of that size we set out to do what was necessary to improve outcomes for people in northwest london and i won't rehearse the case because it's very similar to the one that that chris set out for populations across london but we didn't set out to do that but the nature of london's health service and the interlocking nature of it and the proximity of other providers and the nature of our challenges in out of hospital take you to a place that if you really want to get something which is sustainable and credible you have to go to that place. Now, one of the challenges that we had, and I think London has had this generally, is that when you do that, and I, I, I need to stress, it wasn't, you know, me or my team. We, had, we set up a clinical board. It was chaired by a CCG chair. It had all the CCG chairs on it and all the medical directors across all of the providers, mental health 
community acute across northwest London. And they came to the conclusion that this is what we should do. And they started with the evidence and what the pathways were. And that was tremendously powerful in transcending institutional interests, which had been an issue in northwest London in the past. But when you do that, external commentators can often look at that and they think, oh, this is top-down change. Because it's big, it's top-down change. But actually the reality there, it wasn't that. It was a number of clinicians across a part of London coming together, thinking that if we're really going to do this and we're going to make it sustainable improvements, then we have to look at the system uh, system as a whole. The other thing that was distinctive in northwest London is that we consulted on eight out-of-hospital strategies. It's absolutely striking that, certainly my experience, when you go out to public consultations, actually the debate has moved on a lot, I think, with the public in London. I don't know in other parts of the country, but certainly in London in the sense that the success of stroke and trauma and other things, they get the, the they understand the centralisation and specialisation piece. The reality we have to face is they don't trust the alternatives that we say we're going to put in place. And one of the things that clinicians in northwest London felt very strongly about was they needed to have a credible narrative for their local population about what was going to be available in out-of-hospital care if hospital care was going to to change. And there was more we could have done on that, I'm absolutely certain. But that, was, that I think, was very important. So a few things, I think, to, that I would say to take away from it. So the first thing, I absolutely agree. So I can recognise the diagram. And obviously part of my life is going up and down those lines, I think, is what, what, what I do. But I would absolutely agree with David's point that when you get a group of clinicians together who absolutely are focused on the evidence and what that says they should do for a particular population, that creates a narrative which is tremendously powerful. And we found that organisations within northwest London were prepared to go behind that narrative. They didn't spend their time challenging it. The second thing is about CCGs as organisations. They're not PCTs. They're very, very different. And I think part of what gets missed in the debate is what is that difference? They are membership organisations. And through connections to their members, they touch more of the population that are accessing healthcare than any other institution does and there's huge power in that in terms of having the debate with the population about their health about health services and how we need to design services to do that and my reflection of that time was that CCG chairs did step up to the plate they were standing on platforms they were holding local meetings with their patients and the public They were engaging with GPs in their practices. And I think I observed that they they got a a better level of communication than certainly that we've had in the past in relation to those changes. So I think one of my reflections is that there's there's a big power there that we need to harness. And my reflection is, is that they went to enormous lengths to engage their membership 
in what are these plans and what it would mean for frontline clinicians, GPs in their practices. Now, there's more to go on that. There was one a CCG, arguably the one that was most effective. It was the only one in Northwest London that decided to ballot its uh, membership. And there was a huge campaign around all of this and from itself. But only 42% of the membership voted, actually. And they voted that they supported the clinical case, but they'd like it different models in terms of delivery. So there's more to do there, but I think it's an important signal about how we use those organisations. A couple of other things I wanted to just say. So the other thing about North West London was it's very, very, very resource intensive. It is huge. If you want to do those things, it is big and implementation is even bigger. And one of my fears for the new system is that unless we're all able to come together and be able to be bold in terms of what we're prepared to take forward in terms of transformation of services, with the context that we're facing in terms of efficiency, that might seem too daunting. So that seems to be a key thing. Before I make some, some general observations, one last observation on Northwest London was when we were consulting and taking the decision, it was at the period of maximum ambiguity. So if that diagram's confusing, we had that diagram emerging and the old diagram. If you remember, we had a period of time where we were shadow running the new system and the old system. So I think that is testament that if you get the right clinical energy at the back of it and you stick to what is right, that there is huge amounts of complexity that you can navigate in order to get to the end. So a few key things. So I guess my reflection is, can commissioners working together drive strategic change? I think you'd expect me to say uh, yes to that. If we want to integrate care and look at it in the round in the way that I've described, commissioners need to work together. And certainly I see across London now commissioners doing that. So I, in, in South East London, for example, NHS England and CCGs have already formed a joint board where we're going to act as a single group of commissioners to drive forward the changes there. Northwest has done the same and want to bring in public health to those arrangements. I was in North East London uh, at the end of last week and the CCG chairs were saying the same to me. We've also, which is unique to London, got the Clinical Commissioning Council, which is the 32 CCGs working together. And I think it was hugely significant this year that they were very, very new organisations, but because of the, uh, the strong clinical case David was indicating around cancer, the CCGs 32 and NHS England came together and agreed to create a levy to fund cancer transformation in London. So I think that bodes well. Two other points, just quickly. We really do need to move the debate on to out-of-hospital care all of the hospital reconfiguration we want to deliver in London is dependent on us delivering out-of-hospital care and we need to address that and I think CCGs have a key role in doing that. And the last thing, which perhaps is subject of another breakfast, is about the role of the public in this. Um, because the nature of what we're facing in terms of transformation is such that we have to find a way of getting a more active dialogue with the public. The model we have at the moment where we 
develop plans with clinicians, we get them shaped up and then we go out and we say to people, we've got some plans we would like to talk to you about. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not doing the job that we need it to do. And the scale of transformation that we need to drive is such that we need to get a more active dialogue with the public. Now, clearly, one of the key ways of doing that is about giving them the information, putting data out there, the sorts of data that David was alluding to, so that they can engage with us in that discussion. And I think if you're able to get greater engagement from the public and the clinical engagement that we've described, I think the sorts of transformation we've got a better hope of driving it through.